Yeah. Oh, sample. Yo, this is young kid. Oh, uh, he makes I want ready for that honey meal, but now I am. Remember being ready for war, then the gun jail. I guess God won't ready for him. Hey, you blessed. He won't ready for your home. He won't ready for your home. I was born ready. They won. Since a child, I was grown. I'm just me. And they ain't got no respect for a goon. Why not? Career killers kill by who they love. You got bricks in 94 on the split. You my plug, nigga. I respect that. How many you is really no Mexicans? None of you. Shoot your Draco in the crowd, kill a pedestrian. And look at you. I think he, I think he got one, honestly. All right, all right, all right. He got a couple singles on that. I didn't hear that. that. That's because that was, we we that, know what that is. These young fucking idiots don't know what that shit is. That was hard. Yeah, true. All right, I'm so I'm gonna have to go back home and listen yo, to yeah, that it, album. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really uh, it's solid. Yeah. Wayne, yo, Wayne dropped a dud though. <laughs> nah, you're wildin'. You're bugging. <laughs> Wayne dropped a dud. You think dud. so? He dropped a dud, bro. Uh, <laughs> so let's say he drops a hundred bars in the song. Mm-hmm. 40-year-olds are straight fucking fire. <laughs> but you, gotta, still you, you just got to find it. Yeah, right, <laughs> you spend some shit. He requires you, you way too much it. energy for me to listen to. And you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you'd be like, oh, there I listened to the first four tracks, and I was like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I just I can't. Oh, come on, You know what it is? I, I, don't, I respect Wayne. I think he's a juggernaut, and like he, he influenced a lot of these rappers. You know he's freestyling all them songs, right? Yeah, he don't write. You know um, what right? But you can tell. Just, but it's just like I think his sound is so lost right now. You know what I mean? Like it's right. I'm not even saying that he's not saying some cool shit because he might have some bars. He's a good right. metaphor, dude. So you, you think the instrumental, like the the mel- like the melody, like is not there? His influence is just off, bro. Off. Influence, maybe. Yeah. I yeah, mean, some true. of them beats, them should be like. Sometimes yeah, that's what it I mean. takes. Like you gotta have it a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, is it because you're expecting so much out of him? A little bit, but I think I put a lot of. Uh, Pressure on a lot Cause of even right now We're personally. saying he's saying A bunch of bullshit He raps a hundred times Better than A lot of these Motherfuckers rapping right now Facts Very true But So I think it's just You expect I think so much for me it. It's it's Like I said It's a little bit of like For me I'm like Big on cadence And sound Like without the Do you think his cadence is bad I don't think his cadence Is that bad <laughs> We talk about Lil Wayne <laughs> You think so We really opened up with it uh, For me personally I can't bop to it So that's just like A, a personal opinion You know what I mean But like it's something for everybody. I just think he lost it, man. I think. I think. I think. I, just, I think I'm he culturally, on. culturally, I think we just not in tune with him right now. It's hard I, I, to, I, I hard might to just be that. holding on. I saw a video of him, and I think it was wearing some. Please DM shit. us if you think Lil Wayne's uh, new album is a dub. Like Kev I don't said. think it's a dub, though. I think it's. I don't think it's great. I don't. You know, it might be a dub. Maybe I'm just. I, I mean, there's a lot of rappers that are like getting a lot of praise, and I'm just like, ugh. Like who? Like, like uh, who? Say the names. Pop Smoke. Not you don't like yo, Pop Smoke? Yo, that's crazy. I'm a thought. Give me lit. I just Michael Mary, Michael Mary, Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Anyways, Bar. anyways, anyways. Welcome back to Kicks, Cleans, and Coffee podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, what episode is this? It's right episode now? three. Episode three. No, uh, shout here. out Chance the Rapper yeah. with that three. Shout that out to Chance. Uh, we here with uh, Colossal <laughs> Kev, Jumpman Jay, and Sean, and yeah. myself. Mute. I need a cool name now. Colossal uh, Kev, Jumpman Jay. That's true. Sean. I mean, Sean. I mean, that's original. Sean. Your boy me. Your boy me. Duck. It's French. Dan Duck. Dan the man. Duck ass nigga Dan. Me. Wow. My new name is Dan Dan the man. All right. Dan well, Dan man, welcome. Too. Welcome back, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess we. I mean, we we were to touch on Lil Wayne. Yeah, we were. Um, I mean, we'll lead in with that. I guess we're gonna go with music, huh? Let's lead in with music, man. I think. Um, <laughs> what are we listening to right now? And what are we like? 
looking forward to in the new year in terms of music? Me personally, as of like two weeks ago, yesterday maybe, was uh, Yo Gotti's album. Yo Gotti. His new album is. Uh, I didn't. Li- he dropped an album. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't listen. Well, to yeah, that the intro that we just came in. That yeah, was, man. No, no, yeah, which was which was pretty cool. I thought it was. I thought okay. it was a. I thought it was a good album. Um, everything that I want in a rapper, in a rap album, I thought he he delivered. Where is he from? Is he from like? He's from Memphis. Okay. Um, but he had he had he has a couple singles on there that are going to go. Um, the Pose single with Megan Thee Stallion and uh, the remix with Lil Uzi Vert. It's a good, it's a good club hit. He's got a, a song on there with some New Orleans bounce uh, like DJ. It's called Bounce It. I think Bounce It. I could be wrong, but it, it's, it's a good one. You know it when you hear it. Um, I think that's gonna be like Gotti always give you that one like strip club anthem, club anthem. So, so I uh, think his his album was it was a, I think it was a solid piece of work for sure. Yeah, I gotta listen to that. So what what talk about music, uh, especially with the recent news that we had with uh, Kobe's passing. Um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and GG and the rest of the people that died in that helicopter crash. Um, in terms of the music, what have you guys been listening to? Like, when I'm in a very zomber state, I go to music. Are you guys like that too? Or, mm-hmm. or like, you guys find something? Because I always find therapy in music. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, um, music is, like, one of the things that, I'm <clears throat> like, most people that I know can listen to a song and be like, damn, I was here when I heard this song, especially if it's something that resonates with you. So I think music is one of those things that kind of trumps all, you know what I'm saying? Music is what feeling sounds like. Amen mm-hmm. to that. I like that. Joe I'll, Buttons. I'll run with is that. Going, right? yeah. That is going. Absolutely. It can influence the energy in a room, too. If you play a certain kind of music, you'll, you'll see the dynamic switch right. in a room. So Right. And for me, like... This week alone, it's been very hard for me to l- listen to some like upbeat music just because of the what happened with Kobe. Um, you know, as far as like what happened like as a family man, you know, I can relate yeah, to that. Sure. So it's been very hard to be uptight with like upbeat music and like going hard. It's been very somber. So like, I'll be listening to like Oh Seven Oh Shake and like mm-hmm. some like very like somber music. I'm, Darker. I don't know about you guys. I mean, no, I think I'm we weird like that. Now, is that. Is that purposely? Um, like, do you want to stay in that mood? I don't know. I think I'm very comfortable in that in that situation. I don't know. That's that's you know how you said last time you said your go to feeling is angry. Mm-hmm. My like go- a default emotion. Yeah, my default emotion is very quiet. I mean, nickname mute. I'm, very <laughs> <laughs> I'm mute and I'm quiet and I just like stay like in that very zombie, like very quiet state. You know, um, that's just me. I don't know about you guys. I have like peaks and valleys. Sometimes yeah. I'm in like an uplifting mood. Sometimes I don't want to deal with human beings. I think after this whole Kobe situation. And the week that I had at work is just, I don't really want to interact with human beings like that. It's just, I don't know, man. The, the, the whole Kobe situation kind of struck struck a chord with, with a lot of people. Um, I'm, oh, you yeah. know, I'm an MJ guy. I'm from the Michael Ever. So, but I was, you know, Kobe's like my brother's age. So my brother played high school basketball. And I remember like hearing about Kobe and kind of watching the legacy start to unfold. Then it got to the league, you know, it was like 96. The league was still the league, you know what I'm saying? And um, he was out there playing with MJ, AI, like when you could go to the hole and get your you know, your head taken off. And uh, he solidified a legacy. Um, and it's just, you know, we don't think about this at all. Like we, every, think about every favorite athlete you've ever had. They're still alive right now. You know what I'm saying? They retire, they get their gold jacket or whatever, they get enshrined and then, you know, we see them get old and, you know, then you see their kids or something like that in the league or or, or playing another sport. We're just accustomed to seeing that. And then, you know, for him to 
lose his life the way he, he the way he did in that traumatic fashion. It's crazy. And the other people involved as well. You know, there's whole families affected Facts. by this whole situation. Yeah. And the trickle effect is crazy because <clears throat> you can see how it just kind of dominated the timeline and, and, and the internet. You know what I'm saying? So. And worldwide too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Saw man. Shit in the Philippines. Yeah. You seen yeah, that artwork in that man. court? That's crazy. Did yeah. y'all see that interview with uh with Shaq? Yeah, man. Bro, that shit was yeah, hard. It was heartfelt, bro. Yeah. It was heartfelt because they. That's crazy. It's been that long since they spoke. Yeah, yeah. man. But it, and it was all over something petty, man. Like they're they're Isn't gonna it be. Always though? It always is. It always is. When, always I mean, petty. when you look back at it. Like, yeah. No matter what it is, it's never worth. It's never worth a life. And 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 what he said too, he drowned himself in the work. You know, he yeah. said that too. He was like, I guess instead of dealing with it head on, he was just dealing with work, work trying to keep yeah. busy, busy, busy. And then look what happened. He lost time with a friend. I feel really bad for Shaq because he had a lot of loss in his life. Um, especially as a re- as a recently, you know, he lost his sister, you know, and then this Kobe thing just kind of came out of nowhere. So it's like, you know, when you when you share something like I, I, I tell people things like this all the time, man, like this here is not to be taken for granted. No, not for, not for, not for a second and not even to, to jump in and ghost ride your whip real quick. But yeah. like. I think that's kind of what put me in the mood. Like when Mute was like, yo, let's solidify the time date. And I was like, I was really excited to just be us, like not even have anybody on the cast and just like, I'm gonna go grab the guys some donuts and shit and just show love. And not that like we don't show love in general, but it just like, I don't know, man. Like I get the same, like what Jay was saying, I get really touchy around like traumatic, tragic, like, you know, fatal situations. Um, I, I don't know if I've shared this on this cast, but um. You know, I've I've uh, I've lost uh, two two of my first cousins and my brother to like tragic, you know, not 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 um, obviously not horrific like helicopter accidents or anything like that, but like just <clears throat> tragic situations where I've, um, I've had to deal with um, loved ones and, and close family members leaving leaving this this place and kind of just leaving you with like the pieces to pick up and like or the answers that you don't have. Um, and for me, it was it was really tough every time, but um, losing a brother to something tragic is never going to be, um, it's never going to feel normal. Um, I know for my mom, it's never going to feel normal. For my dad, it's never going to feel normal. And my sibling. And honestly, whenever something like that happens in the media, whether it be a Nipsey um, or, or Kobe, or anybody that I kind of look up to and idolize through my my childhood or my adult life, whatever time it was, um, it really strikes a, a chord for me. That's like I don't want to say in, uh, like um, puts me in a depressed state, but definitely like a, um, a super super sad. Um, it takes, just, it takes just, you to that place. Yeah, just a confused <clears throat> mindset. Um, and the day that Kobe Bryant passed away was actually the the eighth year anniversary of my brother's funeral. Um, so I was out with my family, um, my siblings, mom and dad, fiance. We were all out um, having brunch, and literally, like, that shit popped across the screen, you know, everybody's phones, and it was just, like, a weird, like, I don't think I've ever seen my sister's boyfriend cry. Um, I've, I actually grew up with him. He, he He's from my neighborhood, like, the only white kid in the neighborhood. Right, that's Travis Kelsey <laughs> uh, cat, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he actually, like, you know, he shed some tears. And, like, because he knew my brother, he knew us, you know what I'm saying? So he knew what we were all trying to mask at the moment. And, uh, like, I shed some tears. It was just a really weird, like, It's a weird place. day, yeah. Um, yeah, it man. almost felt like a bad dream, bro. Yeah, I man. didn't want to believe it, you know? It's it's nothing you ever want to, like, come across. So I, I my, my prayers and thoughts go to the family. I know that's cliche, but, like, 
they need all those prayers, dude. I'm telling you, man. That's like a, and I mean, to lose a husband and a, and, a, and a father and a son and to all the people involved, right? Like, that's like, you have to really figure out how to be a family again. You know, how to how to right. move without right. the other pieces yeah, of the puzzle. Um, and, going, and, going, and going with that, like, what, what was it that, what was the steps that you took as far as, like, uh, trying to get yourself back together in your mind, like, after what happened, tragic, what happened with your, with your brother? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be 100% transparent. I don't think I've done that yet on this cast in terms mm. of, like, my personal life. Um, first instinct was, okay, so my brother, his passing was um, in, some, in some sort of retaliation. Um, so the first instinct was to react out of anger and uh, revenge, you know. <coughs> Revenge is the sweetest joy, right? That's, like, what we all hear. Um, so that was my first instinct. And, you know, without putting myself out there too much, but, like, me and my, my cousins and, you know, people that, that were close to me at the time, you know, we we really, really wanted to react to the situation mm. in a different way. Um, um, and I, I, I actually shared this with one of my coworkers the other night. So the night um, my brother was gunned down, we um we used to train together, right? So my brother used to box, you know, whatever. I was working out, play football, whatever. Um, and I just came home from college, <laughs> so we we were mending our relationship. And the thing was to like, and I don't want to harp on this too long, but like, so we would just work out together. Um, and this particular time, my brother he liked to he liked to run, like he's a boxer, like that's what they do. They they go on long ass fucking runs. So um, <clears throat> this particular time, I was down in Virginia. Went to see a friend at the time, and, uh, you know, I wasn't with him. And, you know, the event took place, and then I had to get I got a phone call from my parents while I was down there visiting some friends, and uh, I was just crushed, man. I don't even know. I really don't even remember. I remember driving back from Virginia to, to Philly, but I really don't remember anything mm-hmm. in between it. I and, just um, went on autopilot. Right. I, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't see nothing. I probably flew past helicopters and just didn't even care. Um, but I do remember that, like, I'm, I after the, all the smoke clear, I ended up feeling, like, somewhat guilty but somewhat grateful right. um, because I knew that if I was there, it, my mom would probably have two dead sons instead of one Right. because right. Um, I, we, we did everything together. So you, you know kind of I mean? felt, like, guilty that you was, I, you was you was alive and, like, he's yeah, not yeah. and, and yeah. Um, I felt guilty that I wasn't there to help him or protect him. Yeah, too. Um, my brother's older than me, but I was bigger, you know. So I don't know. I just felt like so, whatever it was, I could have helped. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so what was the steps you took after that? Like, I, I know there had to be a lot of support around you and stuff like that. So yeah. how did that? Shortly after that, um, me and Krista kind of got together and we started dating. Um, she was fully aware of, like what happened. Um, you know, I seen. I seen. Did you know her? Did you know her at the time it happened? Yeah, I knew okay, her, but cool. we weren't dating. Um, I uh, seen seen a therapist. Um, I did that for a while because um, it brought up a lot of other stuff, right? Like I, I lost my cousins the same way, and not like these aren't distant cousins; these are like first cousins. You know, we grew up in the same house, um, and it was back to back to back. So it was a lot of um, just a lot of weird feelings for me. So yeah, I think me of all my siblings, and me and my brother were probably closer than him and my sisters because they were younger. So um, yeah. Um, so it definitely of, helped to talk to someone. A lot of therapy visits. Um, yeah. and that's just, just talking that shit out, man. You just gotta, to just to chime in, man. Yeah, that's for a, sure. That's um, you know, a lot of people are scared to say that type of stuff. Like, oh, you know, I had to go to therapy. Like, I sat with a therapist before. 
And um, one of the hardest things for me to do was to even admit that I sat in front of a therapist and spoke about my problems. Listen, everybody needs somebody yeah, to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Everybody I mean. needs, and, it, and, and I always suggest that somebody's super biased to you, your situation, yeah. unbiased, excuse me. Unbiased, yeah, yeah. Unbiased to you that can give you uh, a view of the outside looking in. <clears throat> but I think everybody, I don't care how much you got your shit together or yeah, how much you think you got your shit yeah, together you to talk to someone. or what you've gone through or what you haven't gone through, everybody needs to talk to somebody. Especially, like, I think, like, for, for men, like, we definitely need to, like, have more open conversation with, yeah. pe- with people and, like, especially, like, with you guys, like, even last time we shot an episode off camera, like, I spoke with you guys um, and it helped me out, you know what I'm saying? It helped me out and, and reasoning a couple of stuff. Um but yeah, I mean, nowadays men definitely need to have some type of so conversation, talk such to someone. A, a stigma that goes with being a man, like you can't have emotion, you can't show, That's you know, fact. fear or weakness. I mean, and these are all things that humans go through, man. At the end of the day, especially you know. especially for you, Jay, like you're a first responder, and I know you see a lot of shit. And even <laughs> before we came in this in this pod, you was like, man, I'm I'm not in a good mood and stuff like that. Uh. So, and everything that happened this week, plus your job and stuff like that. Like, how do you deal with that shit? Like, how is it that you know, you go day by day. Like here we are, Sunday morning. We're doing the pod. Is this does this help you out a little bit yeah. in a certain way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm around my brother, so it's a good thing. But besides besides that, like, what do you what do you do like as day by day go by? Like, because you definitely a positive person, and you always give positive imagery and like and and always speak positive ways and shit. So how is it that you go day by day? Tough, bro. You know, Kobe shit happened, and then I saw, I, I responded to an accident the other day. And the whole family was in there, dog. Shit was, I never seen nothing like that. Father picking up his son, coming back from a game. This guy's driving the wrong way. He took out a father and son. It was, you know, tell the people in the car. I, I mean, I checked the news. Two, two out of the four. You know, I don't know what happened to the other two people, but that's that shit is not natural, that, dog. That is, that is messed up for sure. And this guy was just picking up his kid. You know what I mean? So it's like he ain't wake up that day talking about it's gonna be my last day on earth. He's picking up his kid, coming from a basketball game, and now there's two people not on his earth anymore. It's heavy, man. It's it is heavy. And and, and 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 with that, like, I know sometimes, like, I'm very busy and I'm going around stuff like that, and I always leave my house in a good note for yeah. my family, um, only because it's fucked up, you know, like, especially, like, what you just said, and with Kobe, like, if I'm mad with my girl, I will never step out of my house Don't mad at each other. Can't. I always piece it out. I'll, I'll chuck it in, you know, I'll tuck in my pride and make her, like, make her laugh and stuff like that, and then walk out the house, because you never know. Yeah, man. Never know real, that last right, impression right. that you make that you leave behind. It's gonna last them forever, you know. I'm gonna say something too, man. Just before I, I gotta be real with y'all too, man. Like uh, I think I might have shared this with Jay at some point, man. Um, so like my my entire time down in, in school, my brother's incarcerated. You know, he did what he did, whatever. You know, he served his sentence. Um, so when I came home, you know. I got a degree, and I feel like I might have accomplished some shit. Um, just being completely vulnerable, I probably felt like I was a little better than him. You know what I mean? 
So, and at the time, like my brother could always, you know, what I'm he's my big brother, so he could always handle me in a sense. Like we get an argument, whatever, I do something wrong to my sister, he gonna check me whether it be physical or not. So, um, when we came, when I came home, you know, we want we weren't really uh we weren't really tight as we once were. And um, you know, we, we my mom kinda my mom posse kinda stepped in and like, you know, brought us together again. Like everybody's still together, but like just just hashing out stupid shit. Like you said, Sean, it's always something stupid. So we, we started to like rekindle our relationship and um shit was going good. My brother got into it with some some people. He needed um he needed something for, for me, um he had to borrow some money or whatever at the time I I had it somehow I don't know how, um so I, I lent it out to him and then um you know back and forth you know how his family shit so when I the, the date he was supposed to give back to me by he just you know was falling falling short and like ah oh, whatever I ain't got it I ain't got it I ain't got it beat me in the head with that. And, like, at the time, I, you know, like I said, I was feeling myself. I thought I was a shit. So, you know, I'm like, yo, like, you know, little arguments here and there. Shit, I shouldn't have said. Shit, he probably shouldn't have said. And um, so we just wasn't in a good spot because of, <laughs> because of some fucking green piece of paper, man. Right. And um, so. And I, and, I, and I think, like, you know, there's there's, like I said, like, you know, leave that petty shit alone. You know, hundred percent, man. Um, uh, I think Jay will set it on on yeah. Sports Center right after Kobe passed. So bigger than that, yeah. it's way bigger. But basically, not to, to go all in detail. I know we got a bunch of shit we got to cover. Um, I ended up, you know, saying fuck the money at some point. Uh, like, bro, don't worry about it. We'll get we'll get it out when we get it out. But like, still having a little bit of resentment there. Like, you know what I mean, just I think I just said that just so like. Shit wasn't awkward around the house, you know what I mean? But I think deep down inside, I still felt it. And uh, so I think he was avoiding me, to be honest. You know what I mean? I think my brother was purposely avoiding me. Um, they say when someone's about to leave you, someone you're close to is about to leave you, they're going to try their best to stay away from you. Um, and I think he was avoiding me because he felt like I, you know, I was going to keep hassling him about whatever he had owed me. Um, and I think that's kind of why he didn't ask me to go run with him uh, train with him like during his last couple of days here because you know of some shit that really shouldn't have even been an issue right and um for a while i think that was the, the most part that bothered me when i said i felt a little bit of guilt um super guilty like just super guilty um and i know now that if uh if i could just take it all back i would um you never put a price on somebody and it just goes to show you that you never really know how uh, you don't know if someone's coming back the next day. Yeah. You know, you don't know if you're going to be able to piece shit up all the time. Um, so that was, you know, that was that was the hardest part, man. And like just really being. And I don't even think I told my parents that part of it, like until like later, 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 you know. Um, Cause that was a lot of what I was dealing with. I was right. just like super, super, super fucked up and upset about that. No, you can't. That's not your cross to bear, though, brother. Everything happens yeah. for a reason, <coughs> and uh, um, you know, unforeseen things happen that we can't control. But I said that to say, you know, if you are going through it with a friend, a family member, anybody over something that's like, you know, not as deep, man. It's, uh, you, 
probably should probably should just bury the hatchet on it and just piece it up. Piece it up, know? hug it out, man. For hug real. it out. Hug out your family. It's your never, friends. It's never yeah. that deep. So um so get off this dark ass topic. Um, you know, rest in peace to, to Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, um, everybody that was lost in that helicopter accident. Um and know. uh with with all that being said, you know, everybody's gone through shit. Everybody's going through shit. I've gone through a lot of shit. Like, I never really, well, I've had tragic people in my life die, like, but mostly everybody close to me, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, everybody died while I was in high school. <clears throat> but I don't even want to get into that. Oh, I say this to say that it's a part of life. Mm-hmm. It's the inevitable. And I think everybody needs to know that it's not what happens to you, it's what you do when it happens. Because yeah. a lot of people get in these funks and they stay in these funks. That's a fact. For the That's rest of their life. Like, I was in one of those funks, always mad, always angry. But you do have to stop. And it's a, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a grim way of thinking things. This is how I think of things. Nobody really gives a fuck that much. Like, nobody gives Facts. a fuck about your bills. Facts. Nobody gives a fuck mm. about your dreams, your goals. It's true. So you got to suck that shit up. Like, you got to keep on moving forward. You can't stay s- stuck in the past. You can take your past with you and use that as motivation yeah. and a drive to push, but you can not let that be the defining factor of who you're going to be. Yeah. You understand what I'm that's saying? That's a fact, dude. So, like, if there's anybody that's going through shit, they need to understand that it could always be worse. I always if say you that, wake man. up and you take a breath, you have a chance to take a step forward. Reach out to people, man. Reach out to people. Like, yeah, don't be, you know don't, be don't be, don't be scared. So I say a lot of random shit. I don't know if you guys know me. No. But I, I honestly <laughs> feel like that's a part of, of, of what I need to, like, release. So, like, I just say whatever's on my mind. If it's, that shit is you good. know. That's a form of therapy. If I just want to say shit. fucking whatever. I say the word dick a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> dicks. Maybe you like dicks. <laughs> But I was just trying to change the mood. But uh, I just think that everybody goes through shit. You know, it's 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 what's gonna make you who you are. You know what I mean? Like, it's you can either fold or you can like, right? You know, you know what I mean. Take don't that stay with you there. Like, don't like, don't stay. Don't 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 stay down there. Come. You know, it's just me. it's just another patch. It's a war patch. You know, what I mean? it's just another scar. It's just another story. It's Those just another. It's just gonna make your story that much better. At the it's end. like that Rocky Balboa. Um, on that rock, I think Rocky Five, Rocky Five, Rocky when Six. He was talking to his son. He talking to his son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that shit was yeah, deep. Yeah, exactly. That shit was deep. Yo, on the low, I'm a real big quote guy, bro. If you type in Rocky Balboa quotes, my boy is yeah, 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 nah, you you no, be on the quotes. No, Rocky no, got no, gems no. though. Rocky, no, Rocky, Rocky got, got gems. gems. But on a seri- seriously, like, if you're breathing, you're good, man. That's that's, that's oh, really man, that's like I'm not religious, not this. If you're breathing, good. you're good, bro. It's there's fact. always there's always somebody out there. That will trade places. Trade places. That's true. Man. Yeah, that's true. And I, ain't, I ain't knocking that. I just no, but yeah. no, 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 no. I just, just take that and fuel, bro. Fuel, like, like even when, I, like, I played football, like, I be on the field. None of these people went through the shit that I went through. Bro, their moms are here. My mom's not here. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just fuel. It's gonna make your story that much better. It's gonna make you fight that much harder. It's gonna make you that much better. So, like, everything you went through, you went through for a reason, and it's why you're colossal, Kev. You know what I mean? You've seen all the shit that you see. That's why you're Jumpman. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's, that's true, why true. you're here to help other people. You know what I'm saying? Everything you I went like through that. is why you're me. We talked yeah. We talked the other day, bro. Think about all the shit you went through yeah. and where you was at and what you was doing in these streets, bro. That that's made you fact. who you are today, bro. That's true. 
Facts. You know what I mean? So like, it, it, it's character. really, it's really a grim way. But appreciate everything you went through, bro, because it just makes you that much stronger. That's true. And I think recently, I think I started embracing that more. Um, I think before I always had like a chip in my shoulder, mm-hmm. and I think that was a bad way to go go about things. Um, once I started embracing my past and like, yo, I am who I am now because of my past, it made me think a lot clearer and like made me move better and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I, I, that's growth, definitely. Baby. Yeah, I believe uh, that, Sean. Growth, Thanks for saying right. that. Sure. Doctor Sean. Everybody just smile. Yeah. So I'm in a a solid mood today, (laughs) but I thought that was like perfect for us to to open with in a way too, man. Like people gotta know that we're real humans, and uh, for sure, man. um, That you know, social media is all fun. It's a highlight, but we go through shit too. Um, We've gone through shit, and uh, yeah, like you said, it's the reason we're here. I mean, I always said that. I think after you know, certain shit would happen in my life, right? I would I would say, well. He ain't take me, so I'm here for a reason, right? Like, I got, there's got to be something. Bro, however I, the, you need to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, I have something to do here. I have 100%. a job to do. And that's kind of what I, you know, what I live by. Uh, no pun intended in that. But um, let's say, man. Uh, let's, we uh, got some topics Yeah, here, man. Right? I was just going to say that. Yeah, so. What? So we, uh, we put a, uh, the question out there, like, uh, last podcast mm-hmm. for our, our listeners and viewers to give us some, like, insight on things they will want to hear on this podcast. Um, and so we had one of our guys reach out to us, and he gave us some really, really solid topics. Hell yeah, thank you. Um, thanks for those. And so we're going we gonna to try and, like, cover mm-hmm. them all over the next, you know, couple minutes or so before we close out. All right? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give this topic, and then uh, I'll give the topic, and then uh, – We'll all kind of touch on it if, if we feel comfortable. If not, you know, that's cool, too. All right? So we got this one. It's around, like, the sneaker culture. Craziest story while camping out for some kicks. What sneaker was it? Did you oh. end up getting your pair? <laughs> I, um, <and laughs> I got one. Let's, let's hear it. Did I you mean, end up getting your size? What's uh, the I saw. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I went for the fighter jet foams, mm-hmm. which, is, which is pretty much now it's pretty much garbage if you really want to like be real with it. Um, oh my God. But I went, I went online, and this is when the sneaker sneaker craze was hype. Mm-hmm. And it was at that time you had to go wait in line. It was like a like a like a get ticket. You got to go first come first serve and get a ticket. And that was in the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that day, that Saturday morning, I remember it was snowing. And it was a big snowstorm, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be an easy day. And all the hype beasts were out there just waiting in line. It was like I was out there for like almost two hours in the snow. <sighs> To get these fighter jet foams, which Ooh. is fucking nothing right now. They're fucking just bullshit. But it was it was around the time it was like a Yo, sneaker people ain't hype. No, dude, like it's like I went there because I wanted to wear them. I actually got a picture of them on my IG, like stepping out muddle. Like I was trashing them, hey. but like I remember like two hours in the snow just to get some fighter jet foam because at that time foam was like super hype and it was coming. Yeah, it was popping at the yeah. time. Yeah. with like, the matching like, watches. I remember say that? Like oh, it was the G Shocks, right? The, the what? foam in the G Shock. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that like 2010? I forgot, man. Twenty ten. Yeah, I had a hell, I had hella G shots, but to chime in on that, <laughs> on that story, I remember. Remember when those, when the um, when the package Jordans was coming out? It was the um. Don't tell me it's the final moment. No, the elevens uh, and the twelves. Okay. Eleven, no, not eleven, twelve. Eleven and twelve. Yeah, it was the the taxis. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm talking about something. And then, the, and then I thought because mine is a, is a package. And then the bread elevens, right? So yeah, <laughs> I'm standing online. Uh, you know, Saturday release, whatever. I'm online and I'm at Foot Action, Foot Locker rather. So I'm at Foot Locker and I'm like, damn, I'm super late. I know I ain't gonna get these pairs. 
I said, this shit is, is about to be a dub, right? So this kid walks by. He's like, so like where, where I live, there's the Cross County Shopping Center, and then there's Central Ave. Right. And there's a, there's a footlock on Central Ave. This dude walks by, and there's this, there's this mom behind me. She's like, I got to get my kids these packages. I got to get two packages. This kid walks by and goes, yo, they got them on Central Ave, like on the low. Nobody <laughs> heard it. Nobody heard it except for me and this, me and this mom. So, like, I looked at her. She looked at me. And at the time, I was driving a, um, a Beamer. And um, so she's like, yeah, she looks at that me. kid mom down, did Yo. you? <laughs> peep this, peep this, right? She had, like, a, she had like, a, a, like a Ford Explorer. So I hop in my Beamer. And it's, 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 it's like, snowy out. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm gunning it over there. She's racing me. Oh, yeah, racing? Yeah. This, like, she's, jingle all the way shit. With Iron Yo, Yo she was that. Fast and Furious. She's fast racing and me furious? over to get the kicks. So we... I mean, I mean, literally, like, she's cutting in and out of lanes. She kicking the e-brake up, the back shit sliding She's drifting on you? Yo. <laughs> she, she hit a donut Yo, in the parking spot. Let me right now. Yo, we both got there at the same time. There was nobody there except me and her. So we just looked at each other and straight laughed. It's like, oh, well, I guess we didn't have to do everything we did to get here. <laughs> yeah, but you still don't know if you had your, your sizes. Nah, the size was there, bro. Was she there. bought two boxes, bro. Oh, she had Damn, two like, boxes. Two. Yeah, right? Back then, they were savage. They ain't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I, she bought two boxes. I bought three boxes, bro, because I ended up keeping one for myself and then flipping the other two. Uh, rock one, stack one, flip one. <laughs> I like. I used to. That's I used my to favorite that, pack yeah. because this nigga been fucking the culture up. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking goof. Hey, listen, man, <laughs> something right now. I ain't selling until like five or six years later. I made some. Oh, so you one of them? Yeah, I had that shit on ice. What about you, Sean? <laughs> I think it was a pack of the DMP. It was the, uh, the 11s. Yeah, and the, the, the that was sixes. the 6s, yeah. The, they, the, they black, the black, black and gold, gold shit. Right? So I was, in college, ah. I was in Jersey City at the time, St. Peter's. Yeah. In Newport Mall, they had foot action. Yeah. The foot action in the back there. So you can wait inside the mall in front of foot action. They let us <laughs> wait in there. Long story short, people getting their pairs. Cops come in, security come in. We got to walk you guys out one by one. These niggas from the projects was out in there. You know the parking deck? It's <laughs> <laughs> out there booking. Jigging niggas for these sneakers, bro. Yeah. We got outside. There was ambulances out there. What the Yo, fuck? Niggas on street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Around that yeah. era, man. So yeah. I'm telling you, man, I'm not waiting for you. I ain't got no time for this, man. I'm from the streets. <laughs> bro, I walked out there. It was fucking mayhem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a battle royale. I walked my ass right back that 4-4? And Yo, and back and, and back then, like the holiday releases was even worse because yeah, it terrible. was cold, cold and then yeah, and, yeah. and it was so many people you could get Word mugged. Crazy, nah, but, it's crazy. but Newport was cool because you can Newport Mall. I think it was, it's Newport Mall. Yeah, it's right Newport, right? Yeah. You can go and they let yeah. you go it's inside, so, so you were inside the mall about. in front of the store. But there was a lot of shitty motherfuckers in there. You could tell, like you, you can see, you know when a nigga ain't got no bread to buy that shit. Yo, they was over there. Yo, my shit was similar to that shit. But stabbing people for kick, that's fucking crazy. It, bro, bro I had, what was mine? So my, the craziest joint I had was the, uh, the Concords in 2011. So I, uh, I was working at Nordstrom at the time and my boy was like, yo, the line, cause the, our mall was, was already like, they did a raffle and like the foot, the house of hoops there was like, fuck that. We're not doing no lines. Y'all not getting them in the mall I worked in. So my boy hit me. He was like, "Yo, it's already a line forming at Cherry Hill, but they they gonna like let us just first come first serve." So mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, bet." He was like, "Yeah, but we gonna have to stand in this joint and shifts. Like I ain't standing out here the whole time." So mind you, this is Friday. <laughs> so Jay's on release until Saturday morning, or Saturday at midnight. I think they were letting him out. So we, I'm at work. I'm like, "Damn, I'm not gonna get off in time to get a spot in line, like a you know, solidify." I don't think he was exactly there yet, but 
yeah, neither of us were there yet, but he was like, yo, the line's forming. So we were both trying to get there to like switch on and off. And my boy Ken was my manager at the time. So I went in the bathroom, <laughs> threw some water on my face and shit, came out of the bathroom like, yo, man, I don't feel good, bro. <laughs> so our big boss was there. So and so, work to yeah, get so hold on, so my big boss was there. Cause that, like, if it was just me and him, he would just <laughs> let me rock. Bro, we did this shit multiple times. So big boss was there. So I, I got the water falling down my face. I go up to him like, yo, Miranda. Ah man, I don't know. I got the coronavirus. Yeah, I had Corona. Believe before they knew what it was, and she's like, "Oh my God, yeah, go home. Like, feel better. Blah blah blah." Sorry, Miranda. So I left. Get to get to. I, now, mind you, Cherry Hill's like an hour away from where we were. So I drive to Cherry Hill, get a spot online. We went out that bitch, and like I said, it was cold, so raining, sleet, and whatever, all that shit. We finally get in. They don't have my size, so I get an eight and a half, and he let me get two. I got an eight and a half, and then I forget the other size. My boy got his size, his small ass foot. So he got an eight. We're leaving. I'm like, fuck, now I gotta flip these, get my size, blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving. There's this Indian cat and his two sons. <laughs> they ain't have no more J's, right? They're done. And he was like, it's around Christmas time. He's like, yo, man, how much you want for them, blah, blah, blah. My kids really want them, blah, blah, blah. And mind you, I could have moved this dude in the head for these shoes. And this, how, this is how I know I'm a good nigga. I was like, yo, give me 300 a shoe. Like, just right there in cash. He went to ATM. Oh, how much and how yeah. much were they retail? They were one, one seventy five, one eighty at the time. Oh, that's the come up. That's a nice yeah. come up. But I mean, you, oh, they, so you they went, those too. But they went for way more yeah. than that. No, no, no. So here, this story don't end yet. Fuck y'all. So hold on. So he, his kids wanted them. So I'm like, give me three hundred piece because I didn't have my size. I was tight. So he gave me the three hundred piece. So I walk out six hundred cash. My boy was like, "Yo, kicks right around the corner from your crib. Got them Concords and they ain't got no line." I go over to kicks. Literally, it was probably like an hour before they opened up. They opened up, got my size, and I had some extra cash. So that's what's up. That's, that's how you win. do it. That's a win. That's Yo, a win in my book. The factor in all these stories that will not happen today is niggas are not going to give you that heads up anymore. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. Niggas be yeah. niggas be holding out. They're gonna they call. They're gonna call their mans like, "Yo, come Yo, through." They used to be Give like spoken camaraderie among sneakerheads. Yeah, yet. and that shit died. Nah, it's a long fucked time up, bro. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. And you know what? Like, what's really bothering me too a little bit? I think me and Mute talked about this. Is that not to get on controversial, whatever. Shoes are for everybody, right? Whatever. Wear them. But the shit that's fucking it up is that, like, we had to go and stand on those lines and, like, create these relationships, right? Where now, you know, motherfuckers buying bots and all types of shit. They don't really have to, in, they don't really have to in, invest themselves into the culture to be a part of the culture. That's true. You know, so. I mean, I think, I think nowadays, I, do they even do lines anymore? Nope. Uh, I've seen the Foot Locker. No, the Foot Locker and, um. Uh, Jersey Gardens. I know. Line. I, I know. No, they don't. Don't they do lines for a ticket to yeah, win a to win a I am not <laughs> waiting online for a chance to I, win anything. I'm gonna now. keep a hundred. I never got a ticket. I did that. I, I got a no, ticket. I, I, never, I never got ever. one. Those are gamma, gamma, the gamma elevens, bro. I went to every mall and got tickets, and I actually hit in every single mall that I went. That's to. crazy. Damn, I got another story. <laughs> I wasted more money in gas. And Real <laughs> quick, just before Willowbrook Mall. Yeah. There was a line for the um, Galaxy phone posits. Oh, my God. Your boy was third in line. Couldn't tell me nothing, bro. What happened, bro? What happened? (laughs) Please, please. The punk-ass police, the pigs, (laughs) came through and broke up the line until everybody had to leave the mall premises, bro. You was tight? Tight. Uh, You was supposed to stay. You was supposed to stick around. I was never one of those guys to argue with the police, but that day. That's what's up. I appreciate you, bro. I was like, yo, my man, you don't even understand what you're doing right now. I'm like, bro. Them shits were going for like $200, bro. Did we see the high bid when they had them shits like 20K? Yo, you know what's crazy about that? You were supposed to stick around. That happened to me before. You got to stick around. I did. I went and I hid. 
<laughs> I sound crazy right now. Nah, <laughs> I hid, but it was like the, it was Wayne Police. It was yeah, the way man, too you many knew, cops. Like, you was like, you, you was getting out of there. And it was cold as shit, bro. I was third in line, but whatever. But yeah, man. But thanks for sharing those stories, fellas. I mean, that was dope. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I did get my pair though. So all y'all got the pair, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Kind cool. So yeah. I mean, Kev, you want you want to talk about the next one? I mean, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Bring it in. What I mean, what's next? I mean, the next next question they they asked us was uh um uh, so it's more about into the uh, fitness world. So uh, what hey. training <laughs> what training blogs have you followed, if any, Ooh, uh, liked uh, or disliked? How do you feel it affected the community at the box you went to? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Box meaning the gym. Yeah. Um, were members intimidated, questioning, or didn't care that you were doing your own thing on the side? Uh, thoughts on individualized programming versus box programming, which is just the gym. Yeah. Um, I know he said I know you touched on it, but have you seen it play out where the box owners weren't in favor of it, but maybe didn't want to lose that member? Oh yeah. Any oh, stories this is a on good that? Good question. Um, I'm gonna talk to. I mean, uh, I speak from this from a, um, a personal standpoint and a, a coaching standpoint. Um, so on my personal personal side. Uh, yeah, I followed um, I followed the Invictus programming when they first released it to like the general public. Um, I followed that for a little bit, but for me personally, um, it was a little too much volume for me. Um, just a lot to do, and like I only give myself like an hour and a half in the gym. I'm not one of those guys. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a competitive athlete to that level where I could be in the gym for three hours and you know mm-hmm. go do X, Y, and Z, come back, do it again. So were you doing that when you were a coach? When you were like full-on coaching Nah, i still like I, even when i was just full-on coaching i was running a, like i had a t-shirt business and shit that i was doing outside of the gym that right. i'm like i'm not gonna be in here for four hours like mm. i just i always felt like that was just like a very inefficient use of my time me personally i also just being a realist right like i knew that like no matter how much volume i was putting in in training i had to just get better now, so like it just didn't add up. But as a coach, though, like like you doing your own program instead of following the head coach programming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did that affect the gym, like the community? Like, were members um, like, "Yo, what is you doing?" So where when I was at 150 Bay, and I'll speak on it. There's no bad blood. I wish everybody success. Um, when I was coaching there, uh, there was there was a couple times where it came up because I was following uh, Mahoon Athletics out of South Jersey, mm. uh, and I was tight with them, and they were giving me stuff more like it was kind of more like the Marcus Feely shit, where it was like. Functional bodybuilding, right. CrossFit, high intensity, all wrapped into one with a little bit of like rehab, prehab, because, uh, you know, I was rehabbing my knees or whatever. So it was really what I needed at the time. It wasn't like some crazy strenuous, oh, yeah, trying to get better than everybody at the gym. It was just what I needed. Yeah. Were you doing that alone um, or, or did you have somebody? Yeah, alone a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the owner of 150 Bay wasn't too fond of us doing our own program while like members were there. Um, he's like, really? it just looks bad on like if the coach not doing a program, what's gonna make them? Why I never would they understood that. I never understood that why why some some like um, owners and like they get mad when. when so I'll give you tidbits. So I think on his on his part, um, why he didn't like it was because maybe he was a little insecure about his programming. He thought he had the best shit out there. But I do Ooh, understand. Ego. I do understand what it looks like to you know to a member to not like. Well, I want to mm-hmm. do what Kev's doing. Um, so I'd always explain that and leave with that, like, yo, I'm doing this because of X, Y, and Z, not because this program doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I see it if, if you're a gym owner or a head coach and someone wants to do their own program, let them do it. Step up to the challenge, you know? Um, if your shit is really that good, then people ain't going to want to leave your shit. Um, 
and what what's it to you to like let someone do if you have the space for it let them do their own thing man you have any members coming up to you it's like hey i want to i want to i want to try what you're doing like what, what is it you do? were they curious any members <laughs> and that's why that's why the owner was like uh yo what is you doing in bro? that specific situation um no i didn't have any i'm gonna be honest i didn't have any members from that gym come up to me as to do because i know i know when i left i left my first box um and went to uh, at the time with gsp and i think sean was the one who made me go over there um you guys were doing like uh, misfit workouts mm-hmm. and when i seen that you guys had like a little group going on there i was like oh shit this is fun mm-hmm. and that was a co- that was like a competitor level workout and now i'm i'm weak as fuck I'm just you're a nice dealer. <laughs> so anyways i try to like you know you guys embrace me you guys are like hey come on just work out with us and i think that kind of that kind of sparked like uh, a community within there in gsp mm-hmm. sean i don't I mean oh yeah yeah we had a a, a super competitive group so it was uh it was fun, but I think as a gym owner, a business owner, you just can't have a bunch of niggas doing whatever they want in the gym because it it affects what you've got going on. So I used to always say to you know whether it be Robin or wherever I was at that for someone to do competitive programming, that has to be our privilege. To be able to come into the gym and do a misfit or to, you know, take weights and take up space. Like, I think you have to it just be a privilege. So I always used to say, all right, well, you want to do Invictus? You want to do your own thing? Give me a lineup of the competitions that you're going to do and represent this gym. And you should be able to be to do to that. Because there are a lot of dudes that were doing competitive programming for fun, which is totally awesome, mm-hmm. but had no business doing competitive programs. Right. Like, see that like a lot. if you can't R- <laughs> <laughs> if you if you aren't RXing workouts in your own gym, you have no business doing a regional. It was regional level at the time, regional level programming uh, on, on the side because it's you're doing no benefit to yourself. Like you're just beating the shit out of yourself. Damn, I feel attacked. Like, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, but you, but, you, but you would come in. You're different. You would come in. You would do one piece with us. Yeah, yeah that's it. You yeah. know, you, I knew, I knew you, where I was you'd at. Bang, you'd, you'd bang out a Metcon and keep it moving. Yeah. Like, so, for, for example, we're just because we're talking about Misfit. Misfit is not meant to be done in two hours. No. Gosh. Misfit is meant you hit a piece. They're, 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 they want you to hit everything with intensity. Yeah. So you hit a piece, you take a rest, recover, come back, hit a piece, and so on. You can't hit a block like that in two hours, bro. No, you can't. You're wasting your time. You're beating the shit out of yourself. Mm-hmm. Can it be done? I'm not gonna say there's nobody. That doesn't I used to do it? I, I, you know, I got, I got better, but I would have gotten way better if I would have hit each piece with intensity. Like, if you're, if you're looking at a workout and you're like, oh, I got, I got an hour to get this in. I got, I got. You're doing it wrong. Yep. Like, you're, you're worried about time. Not, I just, not, I, yeah, not I just like the, I just liked how when, when the I went in there. The com- karam, the camaraderie. Cum- the camaraderie. <laughs> I just, I, I just liked it just because like yeah, when I yeah. went there, the, like the head coach at the time was Robin and like all the coaches were like, hey, yeah. come on, just do this Metcon with us, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that invited me into the community. That made me part of that community. Which was, it's cool because you're doing it to, you know, but I'm talking about dudes that are doing a whole fucking blog piece to the side for no reason at all yeah no I, like I there's never, no reason i never understood that like if you're taking a class and everybody in the class is kicking your dick off and you're not rxing workouts and you're you know your your double unders are, are are subpar or like this is for people that 
are regional level competitors. Right. Mm. And that's right. for all the blogs. Because it doesn't matter what blog you do. If you do it the right way, you're going to see. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do it the right way, you're going to see some type of success. You know what I'm saying? But people people look at, you know, Matt Frazier and say, you know what? I'm going to do comp train. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no, no nigga. That's not how I'm it be, works. I'm gonna be in the games how, uh, next year. <laughs> that's not how that works, boss. That's not how it works. That's, oh. how, that's how I met Dex. I met Dex through okay. uh, uh, the comp train, okay. and then gotcha. um, I think it was. But it, Dex is what? He wasn't well at the time. He wasn't a regional athlete. No, but it, he was not. But he's someone that was top 500 in his region. Maybe. Oh at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that is on the it's brink. A competitive athlete. It yeah. You don't have to be a regional competitor. You have to be on the brink. Yeah. You have to be an oh, yeah, RX no, he was, competitor. He was there. You have to be someone who can do all the movements because this isn't something that teaches you how to do movements. Right. You, like you need to yeah. know how to you do this to know shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like me, like I have horrible mobility. Thrusters are bad for me. I need to take a step back and work on a movement, not do 250 thrusters at 135 and fucking right. destroy myself. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like this is for people who move well, who know what they're doing, but just need programming to get their conditioning and move and and, and right. conditioning and shit to the next level to take them there. It's, this isn't so they can move fast. Look I heavy. just started CrossFit. Go. I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick a program <laughs> and no, you need to stick with your box programming until you outgrow that programming to your kids. If Everybody's you outgrow it, if, some, you, if you some box programming is really good, bro. Our box yeah. that's true our, though. Our box. Yeah. All I do is our box programming. Shout out to Golden Phoenix. Golden, uh, Golden shout Phoenix. Out to, that shout program. Out to Empire. Yeah, Empire. That Empire, Empire. I mean, all Empire's program is great programs. Good. For, for, for an everyday person, I do not think you should be doing more than your box program. I like, I like how, uh, how Empire has like these, uh, conditioning pieces throughout the week. Like they beat the shit out of you, but then like the midweek they do conditioning pieces. Yeah. Like, so like, and, yeah. and I talked to Robin and he's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of like a flush type of workout. And yeah. it's like, that's conscious when the coach does that. Yeah. Like he really cares about them. There's a lot of gyms out there that don't really Dude, do that. I worked at a gym. <laughs> it's I not won't name this what gym. you do. It's how you do it. I worked at a gym hey. for a long time. You worked at a gym? <laughs> for about two years, and I won't name this gym. But uh, and it's not a shot. This is just like maybe a wake-up call, right? I bang, did. Bang. I could literally wake up on Monday and Wednesday. Those are the days I coached. Not look at the program, not design a, a, a warm-up, because I knew what it was going to be every Monday and Wednesday for two years. And mm-hmm. that's not CrossFit. That, there's no variation in that. Um, it was always heavy. It was always like built to a one rep or built to a maximum. Damn. Every dude for two years. And no and recovery. No, no, no. I shit. mean, there there was one built-in uh, active recovery day, which is Thursday, which I thought was really weird because not everyone's on the same schedule. What the fuck is that with CrossFit and recovery days on Thursday? <laughs> but listen, what the hell is but that about? you can't you can't program a recovery <laughs> for a Thursday if you have two hundred and fifty members because they don't all have the same schedule. They're not all recovering on the same day. Yeah, but the, but there are some gyms like um, Pasig Valley. Everybody in the gym does the same exact programming, and they have built-in rest days, and they use those days as makeup days, yeah. which is really cool. So they're all on the same page. What about you, Jay? I mean, you 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 was an owner of a gym at one point. Like how, especially coming like your, yeah, you your were point of view, so. somewhat of a competitive athlete on and the cusp too. of like you know going to that level. Like, what Did does that look like for you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I had I had personalized programming, man. Um, I just, I, it, it, it's um. Did you hate when you see any of your members like doing their own shit on the side? Would no, that bother you at all? No, um, because it kind of, kind of created what Sean was talking about. Like 
you get these group of guys, right? And it's almost like I feel like there, there's going to be a guy that's going to walk in or a group of guys that's going to walk in and see these guys working out, and they want to get to that level. Mm. Yeah. So it almost pushes these guys to, to, to take it to that next level. So I think it's good. You just got to make sure that it's – it's controlled. You have to set boundaries control and control sure chaos. Yeah. Within so reason. listen, you got to, you know, if you're going to work out, it has to be within these hours or in a certain, mm. you know, spot right. in the mm-hmm. gym, right. so on and so forth. So it's just like, like, don't, in other words, don't interrupt the class. If you yeah. Do your own if, shit. It, if, if it becomes. Right. Uh, Shout out to Jay for drinking body armor. Rest in peace, mama. Long live the mamas. Mama. Yeah. Repping, dog. yeah. yeah. You know Low mean? key. I see you. But yeah, I, I, uh, I just, I'm a, uh, if, Competitive programming. If you're not gonna fucking compete, then what the fuck? What What's is the, the point? Of what it? is yeah. the point? So I give y'all a nugget. You know. What? So if you're you got a home gym and you're all by yourself and that's what you need for programming, cool, whatever. But it's I'm talking funny. about as far as in the gym walls, like the, the owner of my gym now um, requires the coaches to read this. Um, it's a book. I forgot the name of it, but um, it's basically how, you know the 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 structure of a of a gym and he and Part of the book is like these archetypes that are in the gym, right? These personalities that are in the gym. Oh, you know, okay. you have the gossiper, you have that's, the, wow, that's you know, true. the the um, you know, the elite athlete, you know, or like they they had this one archetype that kind of went across like the OBJ type of situation, like hella talent, but just always getting into something or complaining. Yeah. When you have personalized programming like that, you create. You, this is when these archetypes that start to come up. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll get a gossiper, you'll get the the athlete that could be elite, but you know, you know, I would have beat you in that frame, but you know, your your, your thrusters was always got yeah, excuse. somebody <laughs> always got something to say. So it's just like you have to just be aware of it's like Sean, man. These these uh <laughs> these archetypes that are in your gym because at the end of the day, this is what breeds, this is what brings that out because it brings a competitiveness and yeah, you know. And like Sean was saying, it has that exclusivity to it. So it's like, all right, if all four of us were to come and train every single day at a certain time. Which we like, should be doing. Like yeah. That. But someone's going to be like, why the fuck they train like that? Like, how come, you know, isn't open to the gym? No, because. Now, when you have people doing that and we're all doing the same programming. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's. Then it's different. But, you know, some people just kind of. And, and also, I think it plays to the gym owner. Like, how many competitive, like real competitive athletes does the gym have? Not many. Not many. It's, and I don't mean competitor, like, like you're a contender. Yeah, yeah. I mean just like no. you do competition. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, 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 like it's usually like less than like three to four yeah. in the gym. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's not going to pay the bills. It's so not. you have to cater to the mass. The masses. Yeah, you got to pay what fucking keeps the lights on. Like when I went to my, like, you know, everybody, when you take your L1A teach you, you program for your best athletes and you scale down. Yeah. So, but it has to be like, you have to, you know, you're only going to have so many competitive people in your gym and the rest are just like CrossFit. What CrossFit's about? People waking up every day to get better. You know what I mean? Nice. Make their life better, you know, be in shape, be there for their kids. Get off the work, couch. Like, getting off get the off couch. Get off the couch. So w- I do understand when people get are like, you couch. know, I can't have a whole bunch of people in my gym just doing whatever. So I'm super grateful for my gym. Yeah, they allow you I to mean, rock you, out. You, you, they allow you to rock out. But at the same yeah. time, I looked at it and I look at our program and I think you can greatly benefit from just that workout on the board. Yeah, do. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Because and, and that's being said from uh that that speaks volumes because that that um the owner of my gym, Jackie, you know, we we you know, it's part of the business. We'll always like, oh I mean that's good or that's kinda weird to other programs or like, you know, it's it's a uh what do we call it? It's a monkey see, monkey do mm-hmm. industry, right? Just like any 
coaches in the NFL, NBA, it's all the same shit. Um, and we said that when the Robin program Empire Wars, mm-hmm. that was probably some of the best programmed yeah, fuck that, uh, that competition I've, that I've seen. But that, that, that extra that extra bag <laughs> shit was extra. <laughs> that shit was but, cool though. Yeah, I but it was that. it was dope. It was dope for the for the. The niggas that were the same height, you know, for niggas Yo. watching, you know what Yo. I'm saying? For spectators, it was great. I remember yeah, was, when he uh, when he made that announcement with the bag, and then uh, um, I went to the DJ. I was like, "Yo, you got the Star Wars theme." He's like, "This is his moment right now," because you know Robin's a huge yeah. Star Wars fan. He's like, "This is his moment right now." He's like, "Are you nah. cued that up?" <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But uh, yeah, he um, he did a good job with that, and uh, even other gyms were saying how like it was no, a program. Yeah. So, and, but what's really cool, and I, I keep talking about my gym because that's what really all I I can go off of is that you know when you first start CrossFit. And then, like, you're working out, and, like, that board is everything. Yeah. And, uh, like, you, you see in this time, like, I'm about to crush this guy. Like, like, our board is that right now. Like, everybody does the same workout. You At night, you look at the workout being posted. Like, yeah, right, I noticed cool. that when I was over I, there. I know what I got to do. And then, like, you see our board. Like, yeah. we have a super competitive gym. Like, yeah, everybody no, it's, it's fun. in our gym did, not everybody, but majority, like, everybody that did competitive programming now does the box programming. So. And it's super fun. It's super competitive, and nothing. Anybody ghost rep? I'm pretty sure. Shout out to the ghost rappers. Shout out to the <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, listen every, man, every hard to you know count when you under the rest. But you know what? That's awesome because that's part of it, bro. I I yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's funny, bro, because you know you look at a scorny but yeah, I yeah, I bro. No, I ain't gonna lie. I be seeing some shit sometimes, man. Like, come on, because I, you know, I I get like. From the tribe app or whatever, from the coaching side, like I'll look at it and I'll do a workout. I'm like, yo, I know, like I pushed hard as fuck. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker beat me. Yeah, no, nah, but it make, it makes it super fun. I really like it. Like it's it's cool. So uh, um, to get off topic a little bit, um, th- one of the other questions that we got was uh, uh, name a time where you were humbled in life, uh, not fitness related, um, as an adult over 21, 22 years old. So not teenager, but more like in our 20s uh, or something recently like in our 30s that kind of humbled us a little bit um, and how it changed your perspective on how you conduct yourself now. Mm. Hmm. Don't have to be super deep, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? But something that kind of humbled you a little bit, you know? Uh, I don't know. Um, cause I, I'm saying this really, I really don't remember my 20s like that. That wasn't really a, a, a woke <laughs> human being that like that. <laughs> no, but it's like I've, I've been 30. I've been in my 30s for a minute now. You feel me? So right. it's like, <laughs> um, no, nah, I think I just had a situation like when I was younger. I, I was probably I was like 21 and my boy um, basically asked me to take him somewhere to, to talk to his girlfriend. And it turned into like one of the worst nights of my life. And it. And and ended up subsequently like a gun was pulled out. I like, remember that. Yeah, you said yeah, that last. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like that. Just made me question, like, is it like it? You know, you can be loyal to a default. Yeah. And um, I love him. I, he's he's my you know he's he's like one of my best friends. He's he's a brother. And um, but if I just sat there and questioned, you know. Why do we need to go there? Because it was kind of sounded like kind of weird anyway. Meeting a parking like meeting a parking lot, yeah. and then it ended up you know he ended up getting a plate in his head, and you know there's residual effects and shit like that. So it's like you know learning not to be loyal to default, and sometimes probably checking your you know checking your friends and 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 you know making sure that they're on the fucking right path. Because sometimes like right. being, being a good friend is being like I don't think we need to be doing this. Yeah, I think the, we need the, to like. The biggest part of being yeah, a good friend. Yeah, like maybe we shouldn't go there because I think if I had said that, I, I kind of, I held a lot of guilt for years because like he, you know, he was messed up. He had a 
plate in his head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's major brain surgery. And he had residual effects from it. So it was like, I, I, I had a lot of guilt. So uh, I think from that, I just learned how to be, just be a better friend, man. And just be like, listen, man, like, and in, in, in lieu of everything that's been happening, especially with like, um, with all this death and all that stuff going on with the helicopter crash and so on and so forth. It's just um, being a person who's transparent with his friends and being able to make sure that they understand where you're coming from and understand like if, if, if I deliver a message and it's, you know, maybe you, you don't get exactly what I'm saying, then ask me, right. communicate, you right. know, let's, let's, let's meet somewhere in the middle where you can understand where I'm, cause I'm not trying to, you know, attack you or make you feel some type of way. If I said something that elicited a, a certain type of response, you let me know and then we'll fix this shit. But, you know, just uh, learning not to be loyal to a default, learning how to be transparent with your friends. Transparent. And yeah. help me make you understand. Like, Yeah, yeah that's it, yeah, man. I, I feel that. You know, I'm, I'm learning that as I grow, as I get older. So I think that's, you know, me going through whatever situation I went through. Show know, me. Sometimes it takes something traumatic <laughs> to learn shit. Are you fat-shaming mm-hmm. my dog, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's donuts. Oh, it's just the way you bite in the donut, man. <laughs> I can't savor my donut. Yo, crack that cinnamon toast crunch. Um, uh, what about you, Sean? You got anything? Anything that happened to you that made you change? I mean, because you went, you went like owning your barbershop now. Like, there's had to be something that kind of changed you a little bit. How do you how you see things? Um, I always say, don't nobody give a fuck about me. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Seriously, <laughs> don't nobody give a fuck about you. You don't give a fuck about me, that's for sure. No, I give a fuck about you. But I'm talking about in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, like, can nobody care more about your shit than you need to care about your own shit? And if you're going to wait around for people to appreciate you, to push you in the right direction, you're going to be waiting forever. So you need to uh, accept and understand that you got your own shit you got to deal with, and mm. you got to make sure you get it done before anything. And... um Showing the Jedi. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm being serious. Like well, so many people, fact, it's, especially me, I was like that too. It's like, uh, like they, people want validation and people want validation. Fucking, like, like, like people want to be loved and like people want like you. I want people to love me, but I don't even love myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's pretty like, deep, it's just man. Like you got to worry about your own. Ch- I it's think this shit. world would be better if everybody you don't love yourself. What's wrong with you? About your own. Nah, You're an awesome I think guy. That was, I think that was. Uh, <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's the truth. Though. Um, it, it's the truth. Like everybody wants something, but they don't want to do. Like bitches want a good man. But bitches don't want to be good bitches. <laughs> or women, excuse me. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, listen oh, now. Bitches don't want to be good. Yo, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> If you know, I'm just using as like like, I get you. Nobody's worried about what they got going on. Everybody's looking at him and worry about what Jason is doing before I'm worried about what Sean. I think, and nobody's gonna give a fuck about what Sean is doing unless Sean worries about what Sean. I give a fuck what you're doing. I guess we're coming to the end of this. (laughs) 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 But like me, for me to touch on anything that happened to me was uh, in my mid twenties. I think I think. You wasn't done. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Cool. No, I'm done now. Finished now. You see what I'm talking about? You don't give a fuck about oh, me. Interrupting me, me right? Oh, I was about to get. Me. I was about to go in my bag and deep right, with it, and then he just like cut me off. Fuck, fuck it. Fuck. I don't want to share no more. Fuck you. Eat your donut. Matter of fact, let me get this donut. Eat the donut, dog. I forgot. I forgot what I was gonna say. I was gonna end it off really cool. And it ended up real quick, man. And fucked it up for me. What is this? What kind of donut is this? Cinnamon toast crunch. Some shit. It's cannoli, cinnamon toast crunch. That shit fire. Banging, homie. Yeah, Take man. a bite of that. While Mute eats his donut. Everybody listen. Listen. Damn. 
That shit hit that shit hard. Crunch, that shit hit hard, cuz. Shit good though. Hey, going over there to the theater. The theater. <laughs> nah, yo, put that shit down, man. Um, yo, but but what were we saying? Uh, it was something in life that humbled I, I, you and have you changed your, your thoughts? Perspective. perspective. Yeah. Jay pointed at me, giving me that look. Yeah, um, but I just wanted to chime that, in on that. Go ahead, chime in. That light came on. Look, yeah, that light came on. Like, um, I, I used to always get mad when people like, I, like I felt like, like given. You ever like lead somebody to do something great, and then you never got like, yo, man, I appreciate that. Oh like, yeah, like like mm-hmm. like you brought somebody to a gym, and then like they found their true love or their true mm-hmm. passion, and or and you, but you were the reason why the person got to where they Dude, got that, to. That you're like stealing the idea right out of my head. That like happened to me, but go ahead. Yeah, like I, and and I, I always used to get mad that I never got like just a little pat on the back from that person. I don't want the world. Mm-hmm. To be like, yo, man, Jay, you did a great thing, man. Like, if you led somebody to be in a position that uh, essentially, like, changed their life, changed their life. Yeah. Like, they they found their true passion, and 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 now they're happy every day. Because, like, you know, some people walk through life and they fucking they're miserable, miserable. And then you know, hey, listen, man, you you got a talent. You might want to, you know, do this. Then they do it, and then all of a sudden, like, they're happier. They're getting so much more out of life. But they never sat there and said, yo, hey, Sean, man, it's a good job, bro. Pat you on the back. They kind of just go about it as if you never even led them in that direction. Mm-hmm. I used to get mad at that. But then I realized that some people, I actually, you know what? Like 97% of people will not reciprocate the energy that you put out. No. So so why so why the fuck worry about, you know, someone giving you praise for shit that you're supposed to do anyway, yeah. right? Because as human beings, we're supposed to lead other human beings to, to greatness. Mm-hmm. That's part of your job as being, on, you know, on, you know, being a human being is to help others. Like Now, that should, that should lead you to, to think about why'd you do it? Did you do it to get a praise? Yeah, exactly. So that's you know why. What I'm saying? Like, that's true. And that's why I got to the point where I was just like, because I'm this type of person, like if someone does something for me, I'm like, hey, man, I appreciate that. Because that led me to, you know, whatever. I just, acknowledgement of the action. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, want, I don't want something back. I just want that person to be like, yo, Jay, I And I don't think you. that's like the worst thing. I mean, no, just to not. play devil's advocate, um, I think that shows a little bit of humility and personal responsibility. To give not to give praise but to give acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, but like you said, ninety seven percent of the people Dang my grandma used shit. to say that shit all the time, dude. Like ten out of ten times mankind's gonna fail you. No, you know what I'm saying? 100%. So like it's like just you you can't so you, you not even that you expect it. Like it's just it goes with that treat people the way you want to be treated. And, and that all goes that back shit. to worrying about you. Like you're doing something because you want to do it. But right? it makes you feel you're not good, right? Doing it because mm-hmm. I want him. And I always to feel like that energy always comes back, bro. I lost my wallet the other day, dog, and somebody actually brought that shit back to the counter because they felt bad wow. for your ass. Nigga had a dollar in that shit. <laughs> They're like, "That's got dollars." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, when they is, try when to swipe your shit, it bounced back." Nah, yo, <laughs> it's crazy because I checked all my cards. Did I get an Amazon order? That shit. I dropped my wallet in CVS and somebody somebody brought that shit to the counter. Like, yo, I just found this shit. It was outside. Cause there ain't nothing but old ass people in CVS. What nah, kind of wallet? <laughs> nah, this shit was in the trap. I was in the trap. Yo, what kind of wallet did you have? It's a Gucci wallet. It's a Gucci wallet. It was a Gucci wallet. I ain't gonna lie, I would have took the wallet and gave you all your shit back. Wow! Oh, yeah, that that's good karma. That's because you putting good shit in the world, yeah, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro, I'm trying. But no, uh, I ain't never really had no situation to humble me. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking, that's man. Evident. Nah, I'm joking. Um, I think I kind of touched on it, or at least uh, fucking spoke way too long about it earlier. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't. So I, I mean, I'll circle back, but it's just like never taking anything for granted. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that really just changed. Who I am as a person, and even sometimes, like I still wild out and fly off the handle, but it's you always say. it's always yeah, in the back of my say. back of my mind to just be you know be grateful and um, patch patch things up. 
before before it's too late. Yeah. But that's what I when you when you fucked me up. It's like, damn, I forgot it again. Fuck me, my god. You see, you see what I'm talking about? It's ADD. <laughs> my ADD walling right now. Don't His that shit sugar bugger right now. He <laughs> ate too much sugar. He got, he got angry for a minute and he looked he at me. Too right? much sugar, he bro. pointed at me. But no, bro. Before we close, bro, um, I do want to talk to y'all about some coffee shit, man. Um, I got some ventures coming up. Um, can't say too much right about now. Uh, but listen, I'm gonna fuck with you, but fuck coffee. That shit nasty. Listen, we got get some coffee. We though. got a we got a very 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 cool thing brewing. Um, <laughs> brewing. You know, I see what you, you did know, there. See yeah. what I did there. Okay, okay. The pun intended. Um, so be on the lookout for that, man. Um, we so merging quickly. the two things together, man, and um, it's gonna be beautiful. And you're gonna be pressing have, your own coffee. Yeah, man. I, I am. We will have the best price on all the sneakers. So that's my goal. Yeah, um, but the are goal you gonna be to in the blue with the woo? In the loo with the vu. <laughs> Stop it. I hate that shit. Huh? Um, but yeah, man, just um, speaking things into existence, stepping out on your dreams, just going for it. So, shout out to that. I actually had a conversation with Sean prior to signing his, like, his deal. Um, and I was like, yo, Sean, what do you think about me doing pop-up coffee shops in your, in your uh, barbershop? And he was like, yo, fuck it, let's get it, nigga. So, just him being willing to like thrust me out there without no real experience thrust other than... <laughs> Yo, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he he definitely anywhere, he definitely put um, put the the batteries in in my back. So I appreciate that. That's what Sean does. All right, man. Yeah, man. On that note, I mean, shit. Uh, Keep drinking coffee, man. Let us know what y'all drinking. DM us. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Sean I don't say like something coffee. Something closing us, and if anybody has any kind of input or um, you yeah, know, let, let DM DM me, Kev, Sean, mute. Um, don't send me no dick pics. No, nah, nigga, yeah, don't, like, don't DM yeah, me. Yeah, well, yeah, because Sean don't pick up his phone. But yeah, I, I, I would really <laughs> call like, him. I would really like some you insight. Know, I um, want Sean to have the the Kanye. Yeah. Call me, man. <laughs> Jay Z. I just want some in insight. lieu of Black, Black History Month. Gotcha. I want to tell you guys a joke. Here, go ahead, Sean. I'm about to. I'm, I'm ahead. What out. do you call? <laughs> A hundred black people on a football field. Oh my god! Football players, Afro turf. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna head, head out. out. Happy Black History Month, man. Yeah, Fuck man. you, Fuck Sean. You, guys.